Amen. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. God is still good. Amen. He still sits on the throne. He sits high and he looks low. Amen. 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 No matter how we feel, yeah, he's still good. Is that all right? Amen. 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 Uh, Paul said, whatever situation you find yourself in, you should be content. Amen. Amen. We serve a good and precious and merciful God. Amen. We are preaching from the series this month, How Should Christians Celebrate Christmas? Amen, amen. So that will be the series for this month. And let us read our scripture again. It's coming from Luke, the second chapter, and it reads, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angels of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joys, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you have allowed us to be in your presence on this morning, Lord God. We know this is the Advent season, Lord God, but we are thankful, Lord God, that you have allowed us to be alive at this time, Lord God, that your name may be glorified, that your people are edified, that sinners are justified, and that the devil is petrified. And in the only name that really matters, he who reign rule and shall return again. Jesus the Christ, we do pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As we said, this is the first installment of our series, Should Christians Celebrate Christmas? If I would tag this test, this text today, it would be, Tis the season. Tis the season. When we look in our lesson text, we see that the author is Luke. Luke, who was a companion of Paul and a physician, he took the approach of outlining the scriptures to let everyone know that Jesus was inclusive and not just excluded to the Jews. And we see here in the second chapter of Luke, it begins to break down the, the nativity scene of Jesus being born and brought into this world. And we are now faced with the age-old question, is Christian, is Christmas Christian or is it pagan? 
Should Christmas, should Christians celebrate Christmas or how should a Christian celebrate Christmas? Mm -hmm. These are questions of concern for many sincere believers. In fact, many believers dislike the season and have refused to celebrate it at all. Right. A number of reasons are given, and while I might agree with some of their concerns and some of the reasons offered against the observance of Christmas, we will dive into the scriptures and try to get a clear understanding on how should believers respond to such questions. And so the criticism offered against the celebration of Christians and the Christmas season, number one, is it scripturally wrong to celebrate Christmas? And two, is it pagan? And three, how should we go about it? What the scripture does address is the announcement of the Savior. And in the announcement of the Savior, not only does that indicate a celebration, but in the text, it prompts the angels to celebrate too. So what we do see in the scripture, that in the beginning, that the angels brought the announcement of the Savior entered into the world to the shepherds. And not only did he just, they announce it, it says a multitude of angels begin to also celebrate and praise God. So what we can take and understand that it is, it is uh, uh, scripturally right for Christians to celebrate the announcement of Jesus Christ. So the first point of Christians celebrating Christians, Christmas should be about the announcement of the Savior. While the birth of Christ does not overshadow the death or the resurrection, but without the birth, there is no death or resurrection. So the acknowledgement of the announcement of the Savior, watch this, is not a Christmas tree. It's not decorative lights. It's not all of the other commercial things added and in. That does not celebrate the announcement of Jesus Christ. So if doing a celebration of Christmas, if it's not acknowledging anything other than the introduction of the Savior to the world, it's not the Christmas you should be celebrating. So how do I acknowledge his announcement? The angel shows us in verse 13. They praise and worship God with song. Still slow. It says that they praise and worship God with songs. It did not say they sung Jingle Bells, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Mama, I, I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. But songs giving recognition to God's gift to the humanity in the form of Jesus Christ. Is there anybody in the house that still no silent night? Is joy to the world is in your heart? If the celebration of Christmas does not prompt you to acknowledge the announcement of Jesus' birth, you ain't celebrating Christmas. Then your focus is on the commercial festivity. And you become a practitioner of paganism. Old church. Paganism is the practice or customs of belief that is not derived from Christian doctrine. I think I'll say it again. Paganism is the practice 
custom or belief that does not derive from religious belief or Christian belief. So anything that I come up with that I can't find it in the Bible, it's a pagan. And the enemy will have you, you distracted in many ways in place to subtly divert your attention away from worshiping the Savior in this month. To you, he changes your thought towards worshiping Christ to you being worshiped. He changes the announcement of the introduction to the Savior to you being announced who you are. Oh, Lord, hold your boy. Satan or Santa, whichever you want to call him, either one tricks you in this season to not only disregard the Savior, but also try to become the Savior yourself. Here we go. In the text, Jesus gets gifts. In the world, you get gifts. In the text, the star is above where Jesus lived, above the trees. In the world, the star is on top of the tree where you live. In the text, they found the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. In the world, you want your babe to wrap you in new clothes and lay it on a hanger. And all I'm trying to say is, Christmas has a way of changing Christians into pagans. Christmas has a way of diverting from your Christian values to now incorporating yourself into what the world likes to do. Check it out. If 10% of Christmas is Jesus, then 90% is your Christmas is demonic. Let's try that again. If 10% of your Christmas is Jesus, then 90% of your Christmas is demonic. So if you're Christian and you're, and you're celebrating Christmas, Make sure you are acknowledging the announcement of the Savior. If the first thing out of your mouth regarding Christmas is something other than the announcement of the birth of the Savior, you have the wrong attitude towards Christmas. Stay with Christian beliefs and don't let Christmas make you a pagan. What begins to happen is that we attach things that are not from the scripture unto the day and want to include it all as Christmas. We change the theology of the word and try to say, well, you know, this is Christ for the masses. But we done took away that and now put Xmas because we done X Christ out the masses. And what begins to happen is that we become more familiar with the custom or the festival then the introduction of the Savior. If there was any other time in the world to be able to witness about Jesus Christ, this should be the season. We don't take that opportunity to share the gift of Jesus Christ. We take the opportunity to say what gift we want for ourselves. It has become such a selfish season where we have now indulged in everything that goes against what the principles and practices of what Jesus talks about. Amen. How is it that we feel we have a bad Christmas if everything is not lined up to way you like it? Amen. If I don't have all of the right lights, the biggest tree, the scene is not set to my liking, 
that I feel as though this whole celebration was a waste. When actuality, if it's Christ for the masses, you shouldn't be incorporating yourself. And what begins to happen is instead of sharing the announcement, we begin the one who distract from the announcement. We don't take this opportunity to say Jesus is the introduction because he is the one who died for us. We take this opportunity to work ourselves to the bone, save up money, do all of these other things, all these other festivals that has nothing to do with Jesus. So God is glorified when the Prince of Peace, which is God, gives goodwill or favor towards man by being shared. Y'all missed it. The scripture says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. So God is glorified when the Prince of Peace, which is God, and his will showing favor to man is sharing that announcement of Jesus Christ. So we all come into a place of keeping what that scripture says when we take that moment, this moment, this Advent moment, sharing it amongst men. It's favor shown by me sharing Jesus Christ. But what we do, we take the opportunity to look for my goodwill. So more than any other time in the year, Christmas is the perfect platform to witness about Jesus Christ. It's the one time of the year where the topic of Jesus is virtually acceptable, universal. Any other time or any other time of the year, you want to talk about Jesus, it's not a popular thing. This season gives you a pass to talk about Jesus. And it gives you the opportunity to any time the topic come up to be a witness of who Jesus is. We want to talk about Santa Claus. We want to play with kids. And Santa Claus is going to get you this. What? What is going on here? Everything is predicated. They will blast Santa Claus on the TV all day long. You'll see a little snippet about Jesus. And they won't even show you Jesus. They'll show you a baby and you get the impression that it's Jesus. But they won't say, hey, this is the Christ. And we have allowed Satan, because if you change the N and the T, you got Satan, Santa, whatever. And all they'll do is emphasize the distraction, the distraction of what we say this holiday really means. So as a Christian, if I'm not taking the opportunity in this season to witness to at least one person about Jesus, then I don't truly appreciate Jesus' birth, death. Or resurrection. Okay, okay. There was an ex-army general who had a best friend named Luther who served with him. Luther would show up to every birthday party James had and be on 10, straight take over the party. This began to annoy James' family, especially James' wife. So when James party was being celebrated for his 50th birthday, Luther was up to his usual shenanigans, and James' wife just couldn't take it anymore. She pulled Luther to the side 
And she asks, how come every year you always doing extra? Luther responded, you don't understand. She said, no, you don't understand. I make preparation all the time for my husband's birthday. Every time we throw a party, you show up and you take the attention right away from him. And I don't know why you're taking all of the attention away from the celebration. Luther responds, when we were in active duty, James and I were taking heavy fire from one enemy territory. And I was hitting the leg. James came and carried me all the way to safety. So the reason you always see me on 10 at the celebration of his birth is because if he had not been born, there would not have been anyone to save me. So when I celebrate his birth, it's a reminder to me that I didn't die. You still think I'm talking about Luther. There is a way that we can celebrate the Christ. It doesn't have to do with anything about the celebration or the attention. What it has to do with is the fact that Jesus was born. And if we are celebrating anything other than the fact that Jesus is born, we're just showing up to the party for our own concern. But like Luther said, it's because that he was born. It's a reminder to me that I did not die. Y'all still think I'm talking about Luther. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity, and the chastisement of peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed, and we celebrate his birth as Christians. We don't celebrate Christmas as a festival. We celebrate Christmas as a revival. They took him up Gungothel's hill. They led him to the cross. They stretched him wide, lifted him high. He died. Oh, he died. He died. Can I get myself a witness? Woo! But he got up early one Thursday. On the third day, Sunday morning, he got up with all power. All power. He can do it. He done did it. Celebrate the announcement of the Savior. God bless you.